Today is a big day for the 4th Congressional District. It is the firehouse primary taking place. Uh, Eight polling places open today to determine who is going to take the seat left behind from Don McEachin, who passed away um, due to colon cancer, complications from that uh, recently after winning re-election. And so there are four candidates running. One of them is Tavares Marks, who is one of the four candidates, and he is joining us this morning. Good morning, Tavares. Good morning. How are you? I'm great, thank you. So I'm not as familiar. I don't know that you have been elected to office in the past. Just sort of introduce yourself to our listeners. Uh, Well, first and foremost, thank you for this opportunity. Um, No, I've never been elected before. I actually ran in 2019 in the um, Virginia House of Delegates primary to see the second district. Uh, This is my my second shot at it. Um, I have a life of public service. I've served my country in the United States Army as a commissioned officer. Uh, Many people in the community know me as a civil rights leader, civil rights activist. Uh, I'm all about the community. I'm all about what's doing right. And that's what's kind of also my my, my compass due to all this. trying to do right by people. So the I, I understand that you have filed or were planning to file a lawsuit due to the limited number of polling places that the Democratic Party or or the or the Congressional Party they only have eight polling places in this very large Fourth Congressional District. Tell me about that. Have you filed that, and what is that about? Uh, yes, ma'am, definitely. Um, so the, the fourth congressional district consists of 15 localities. In a normal election, we have over 220 polling sites. Uh, this election, we only have eight. There's even worse other than Chesterfield County. So, I'll give you an example Chesterfield County normally has 44 polling sites alone. Uh, this election, we only have one. And the, uh, the ironic part of it is uh, four of those locations are closely nestled uh, to Central Virginia and the Richmond area. Uh, first and foremost, I felt like that benefited only one candidate. Not only that, as I was out knocking doors in the district, particularly out in Surrey, Southampton County, Greensville, Poria, uh, Barnes County areas, uh, voters there were very upset. One, uh, they can vote at a normal polling site, and then you had some voters as far as Southampton would have to drive over an hour just to get to that voting site. And immediately as I, as I assessed it and I, more people I talked to, it came very evident to me that this is clear voter suppression. Uh, I'm not allowing voters to get to the voting box to vote for their candidate of choice. Uh, and I was not going to step back idly and be quiet on the situation. I was very disappointed that particularly a lot of Democratic leaders, those currently elected into power, have been silent on this. Uh, particularly uh, uh, State Senator Jennifer McClellan, who has been taunting authoring the, the only voting rights law in the South. This has been a perfect time to stand up and say, you know what, what's going on right now is wrong. We shouldn't be doing this. We shouldn't be limiting access to the ballot. So that's the premise and the purpose of the lawsuit. I felt that uh, if I didn't say anything now, uh, this will probably happen again in the future. And in expressing my discussion process, uh, I found out that Mr. Paul Goldman had also filed a similar suit. So we were in contact with one another. I was gonna file a separate suit. Uh, we thought it would be better to, to join our suits, amend his suits since it already been filed, and we're working with an attorney to get that get that pushed to federal court. And what are you hoping to accomplish with the lawsuit? Are you hoping to have the results of this primary be thrown out, or a new primary? What are you hoping to happen? Yes, yeah, so ultimately goal is two things. Uh, one, to have the uh, results of this primary invalid, 
even if I win today, which we feel very confident about, I will not take my seat in Congress until this situation is rectified and has been addressed. Two, we want to change the law in the Commonwealth of Virginia on how primaries and special elections are conducted. Uh, I think there need to be some set premises, some set uh, guidelines on how they should be conducted. One, ensuring that every last single voting polling place that is normally open is open, which ensures equal aspects to the ballot for all our, our voters in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Because right now, the, the, the sign that the Democratic Party of Virginia is sending to voters, particularly in rural areas, is your vote don't matter. We only care about Richmond voters. You all step back and take this one poll in a rural area and you deal with it. That's not right. I will not sit back and allow court to happen. Well, the Democratic Party is the party that keeps talking about these laws that they claim are voter suppression. They're the ones that keep complaining about the Georgia law, and they're the ones saying that it's the Republican Party that's disenfranchising people, minority voters, and and that kind of narrative. And yet it's the Democratic Party itself that is creating this eight polling places out of, you said two... Uh, by the way, I'm Karen Michael in for John Reed this morning, and we are talking to Tavaris Marks, who is one of four candidates running for the Democratic primary seat opened by Democratic uh, primary today uh, for a seat that was vacated by the passing of Don McEachin. But um, Tavaris, Tavaris, I'm sorry, Tavaris, they keep talking about the Democrats talk about disenfranchising other people. So who do you think is responsible for making the decision to only open eight polling places? Is it, is it the entire party of Virginia or is it the fourth congressional district democratic committee who made the decision to only have eight polling places? Well, well I, want, I want to make two things for clarification. It, it's happening on both sides of the party. So, so uh, Republicans and Democrats, Republicans this past weekend had their, their special election where they only had one location. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I want to advocate for both sides because I'm not quite sure why Republican voters were outraged, particularly Republican voters down in the south side part of the state who had trouble getting up to Colonial Heights to cast their vote. Uh, but I was very, very disencouraged dis- and disappointed at the party which I affiliate with, which is the Democratic Party. And as you said, they're the ones who tout, you know, we're against voter suppression. They're the, one, they're the ones who tout, you know, uh, equal access to the ballot, and then they turn around and do this. Uh, well, this election is being conducted and overseen by the 4th Congressional District and their chair, Alexis Rogers. Um, so that's who I'm holding accountable, them and the Virginia Department of, and the Virginia um, Democratic Party as a whole. So Virginia Democratic Party of Virginia, as well as the 4th Congressional District Democratic Party, in my opinion, they're there to be held accountable. I know they're pointing the finger at Governor Youngkin. Well, he's the one who made such a short timeline. Uh, but the party controls this election. The party controls this election. Uh, they should have fought back. They should have pushed back if they're that concerned about it. But in my opinion, they weren't that concerned about it because it favors one candidate. Well, polls are open today until 7 p.m. And we're talking to Tavares Marks. Tell our listeners what you would do for the 4th Congressional District if you were to prevail today in the primary and then uh, win against um, Leon Benjamin in the actual election. Well, the first thing I would do is actually bring people back into politics. Right now, politics is based around by politicians, and we should all be sick and tired of that. We need a fresher breath here. I'll make sure that our voters are at the table with every decision, from voters in the Richmond, Petersburg area, all the way down to the Greensboro, Brunswick County line, uh, because our issues are somewhat different uh, from urban and rural areas. Um, two, I want to focus on kitchen table issues, like raising the minimum wage, 
also equal access uh, to affordable health care, uh, affordable medicines, affordable hospital stays. I want to ensure that every voter in the 4th Congressional District has their needs met, uh, whatever those needs may be. And additionally, I want to also be able to be a conduit of information and a conduit of peace on both sides of the aisle because neither side gets it right all the time. And I think that compromise needs to be there. I think every last single voter in the 4th, condition, 4th Congressional District to include the Commonwealth, whether you're Republican or Democrat, you should be advocated for. Uh, so that's the, the stance I'm taking once I'm elected to Congress, and I look forward to serving the individuals, all the voters, those who can vote and cannot vote today due to voter suppression in the 4th Congressional District. So you talk about bringing the parties together. Why do you think there is so much divisiveness? I, I agree. I, I cannot understand why we cannot have our common issues. Like just We can't seem to have any civil discourse about the issues that are facing Virginians. Why do you think the discourse is so divisive on both parties? I think it comes down to sometimes ideology and those individuals who are empowered. Because I'll be honest with you, I tell people all the time, growing up, I grew up in, in Brunswick County, Virginia, uh, in, a, in a deeply religious area. My grandparents were actually Republicans, and they were Republicans for two reasons. They just, they didn't, they were deeply religious, they deeply religious, and they didn't support abortion, and they weren't all the way on board with, uh, with same-sex marriage. Me, growing up differently, I, I saw things totally differently. But I still love my grandparents. I respected their opinions, and we all loved each other. Today... It's like, if you don't agree with what I agree with, then you're an enemy. And we shouldn't be that way. Because first and foremost, another thing, the Democratic Party sometimes believe that the black folk, particularly which I'm an African-American, I'm a black male, they think we're a monolith. They think we all think alike. They think we all want the same things. Well, we do not. Sometimes we find ourselves voting for the lesser of two evils. And that has to stop. So the ideology, the false narratives on both sides, the streams on both sides, we got to get more to get into the center of the aisle and focus on kitchen table issues that are important to our voters, to our citizens here in the Commonwealth of Virginia. And I think we can do that. We'll be on a way to a peaceful, harmonized uh, community here in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Well, Tavares Marks, the fact that you're willing to come on WRVA this morning on John Reed's show uh, is absolutely appreciated. John loves having people of both parties on the show. He always invites the candidates. And so we thank you for joining us and, and talking to our listeners and all the best to you today. Polls are open until 7 p.m. And so best of luck to you. Thank you so much. Let John know. I'd love to come back again.